friends, welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and in today's episode, we have artist and stationery lover Ame, aka Ame Ru on Instagram. It's so exciting to have her because she's an amazing creator with her illustration well known across the community, and we know she also has a love for all things stationery and fountain pens as well. And I can't wait to learn more about her journey and story. Hi, Ame. Welcome to the Stationery Cafe podcast. Hi, April. Thanks for having me. It's kind of unreal to hear you like say the intro and I'm here. <laughs> so thanks for having me here. Yeah, you're actually one of the first people to listen to the intro when I record it. Um, for those who are listening, usually I do like beforehand, but today oh. I was scrambling too much. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, like it's it's fun to kind of see you guys' expression. I know the listeners can't hear it, but like you know, <laughs> sometimes I feel weird. Am I am I like not describing you guys enough? But you know, Ame, you are so cool, and I feel like the oh. intro doesn't do you justice. To be honest. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm like, if people can see me, I'm beat red right now. <laughs> Anyway, so happy to finally have you here. I've been, I've been like, you know, all this time when I've, when I've been doing the podcast, I always thought, ah, oh, if Ame could come on and talk about her art journey, you know, you know, her experience working at BK, like all that kind of stuff, like diving deep into oh. your process <laughs> would be really, really fun. Um, but let's start with usually what I ask is the origin story. Like, when did you start getting into all of this? Like, did you start drawing first or did you start getting into stationery first? Oh, that's that's a really good question. So my earliest memories is actually drawing and it really didn't matter like what tools I had. Like uh, I was born in Taiwan and my parents would sometimes drop me off at my aunt's home mm-hmm. and my cousin had these books that taught you how to draw. They're like picture books that you know like number one start with a straight line number two put another line next to it yeah so it's those kind of books um and i would every time we go over i'm like can we can we draw so it really started with drawing yeah (laughs) how long did you spend in taiwan before moving to canada right like where are you actually based now just just curious oh yeah yeah my locations have changed a couple times i moved to canada when i was six so pretty young i haven't been back that often to be honest um and then i stayed in canada till i was i won't say my age but like (laughs) (laughs) till recently i moved to la um I actually moved here to try to switch careers, but it didn't work out. And I ended up working at Bangkuhin for a few years. Yeah. And I stayed here. I got married and I'm here. (laughs) That's the story of like my locations. Yeah. I felt like I also similarly, I guess I, I I also won't expose my age, but some people probably know. But I also like moved to a different country when I was like in grade two. So I guess about like eight ish. Um, and then came to the U.S. when I was like 20, 
six, and people can just do their own calculation. <laughs> but yeah. Like, also got married <laughs> and stayed here. Otherwise, I would have probably moved to another place because I'm I'm so nomadic in my、oh. my journey. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun to travel. Yeah, it really is.、Yeah. And so, like growing, I guess you still kind of grew up in like a very Asian influenced household, right? Like, what was it like with? My mother disapproves of my drawing and my like stationary hobbies all the way up till like probably like three years ago. So oh yeah, no, she,、uh, she got into pastel crayon herself in two thousand seventeen, and then now she's addicted, and now she's get she's going through the same passion phase I had that like you know opened up my eyes to stationary, and so now she would draw till like three in the morning. It, like oh wow. It, <laughs> and so now her her tunes has changed now that she understand what's what I like. <laughs> Does she use dust like the dust pastel or oil pastel? Uh, she, I think she does the dusty pastel,、oh, the one、fine. where you like smudges with your fingers、oh, and yeah, you yeah, yeah. get all over. Oh, she loves it so much. <laughs>、oh, that's so funny.、Um, my parents are really really traditional.、Um, it's funny because we've moved to. Like Canada for so many years, but the, you know, it still keeps the Asian tradition.、Mm-hmm. And of course, they were very disapproving of <laughs> drawing. I think, yeah, it wasn't a problem for them、um, until like they saw me like just do it so much.、Uh, but I still did what they told me to do. You know,、like、go into like science studies. So I did all that, and I did have a career in all that.、Uh, and now that I moved to LA, I decided to, you know, it was hard to、uh, switch into US system. So、mm-hmm. I used to practice acupuncture, and then the US system for all those like regulations and standards、yeah. are very very different from place to place. So for me, I decided to kind of、um, support, try to support myself with art. Um, they were not happy about it, but I think by now they given up on it. Like they're like, okay, you're just gonna do what you're gonna do.、Um, I always tell people not to like take my my story as like a story to rebel against your parents, <laughs> because I I absolutely love studying science and health and all that stuff, but sometimes like. There's other callings, and you do have to give it a try. And that's when, like, the parents really kind of like, okay, she she hasn't stopped drawing for this many years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she'll do that. <laughs> and it's so cool because you said you like you studied the science, so you never really like had like an education in art to to get you to what you do today, right? Like you kind of just do it on the side, like hobby, like. Yeah. So my my whole like academic. Education was really science based. Like everything was science. I had, I tried different things too. So I had like environmental sciences, and then I ended up staying in health sciences.、Um, and when I could, when I started to earn my own money and like save up, I did take a few like specific classes that I thought would enrich my drawing hobby. So it was like really. My sciences were kind of complementary to my hobbies. Yeah, that's so cool. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> where does stationery play into this though? Like, when did you, you know, you you started with art, with drawing, and like, when did you get into the Japanese stationery and started like 
the fountain pens and the traverse notebooks. So I think um, I think stationery came like much later. I kind of have a break off between like stationery versus art supplies. Whereas like art supplies, I I needed to make art, but stationery is like just that little like cherry on top. It <laughs> yes. just makes it like a little extra. Yes. Um, that didn't come till later when I um, there was a point where I like drew so much like every day and I was throwing out fine liners like those felt tip pens like mm-hmm. very often because I would just go through them and I felt bad because I was creating so much waste mm-hmm. um, so I started to research into fountain pens and at that point a friend of mine was like oh I have some like beginner pens and here here you are I'll send them to you and that was just like <laughs> the gateway the gateway to another hobby yes <laughs> so it came later like much much later so that is that how you like eventually got so familiar with stationery that the opportunity at bomb kuhan come to you i know you already are not working there anymore but i think a lot of us are always curious about people who works in the field you know like the stationary industry how how was that like were you already very like knowledgeable about all the stationery when you got there or was it being there that kind of opened your eyes to how meaningful like stationery and like you know art making art and art supply could be for you i think um it's before that mm-hmm. so when my one of my when that friend sent me the fountain pens that same year Another friend was like, "I have a hobonichi and I'm not gonna use it. Can I send it to you?" <laughs> and I was like, "Sure." I have like at that point, I have no idea about like stationery. I had ideas about art supplies, and then when he sent it to me, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta look up what this book is. I know it's a journal, and I know it's expensive, <laughs> like forty dollars, and yes. also pens, thirty dollars for a Lamy Safari." I'm like. That's <laughs> kind of like insane to me. And looking back, you know, now that we are in the <laughs> territory of like oh, the hundreds, yeah. <laughs> in retrospect, it's in like, ret- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of like that year. I think it was around like 2017. I started to like, oh, stationery is also like cute and fun. It's not just like functional for me. Art supply and stationery were like functional things. Mm-hmm. But then I started seeing these like cute stickers. This is what you can use stickers for, and this is what you use washi tape for. I I had a concept of like stickers because, you know, growing up in Taiwan, you have sticker books, right? Yes, yes. I had like so many sticker books, yes. but it just stays in the book. <laughs>、um, I had no idea you could like stick it in a journal or like decorate. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, all my sticker books are just collections of stickers. Right. Like, You you swap with friends occasionally, but you never really、yeah. stick them anywhere else because、yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. It's like, are we treasuring it or is it just like the sticker <laughs> book was, is just the whole stickers? <laughs> yeah, and it was like currency, right? You're like, oh, do you want to trade this one <laughs>、yes. for this one? <laughs> um, yeah. So like around 2017, I kind of like tumbled into like this like completely different. Perspective of what stationery can mean,、mm-hmm. or mean to other people, and I started to look at like Hobonichi spreads. Like, oh, what are people using Hobonichi for?、Um, 
Yeah. And that's actually how I found your blog. Like when you when you updated your blog and like long, long time ago. Wait, I have a blog. <laughs> I was like, I know it's probably penguinscreative.com. And then yeah, I, was- <laughs> I was very vigorously updating. I think it, it was around the time Instagram was like also on the rise. And yeah. I was just kind of jumping between the two. I feel like and then I like feel so guilty because I don't update it as much anymore. <laughs> It's like it tells you how old we are. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> the blog era. <laughs> the blogging era, exactly. Wow, yeah. so you came across my blog. Is that when I actually upload like the spreads? Like I would show many of my spreads. I, I remember one of my articles was like, you know, how I use my Hovenichi or like <laughs> Maybe. 11, 11 things I love about my Hovenichi. <laughs> Listicles. It's clickbait. 11 things yeah. I love. I know. <laughs> Um, actually, the most uh, memory I have of your blog was uh, after I moved to the States, I decided to make a trip back to Taiwan. And at that point, it had been 15 years since I've gone back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to look into like stationery shops. Mm-hmm. And that, I found your blog specifically listing like Taipei shops. Oh, right. That one. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you remember, but I messaged you. I was like, I went to some of these stores. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an older blog, actually. I think oh. that was like <laughs> penguinloveschocolate.com really? or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like updated that like around 2016 or something or 2017. <laughs> and, and then I was right around the cusp of where I switched. But then I realized I was getting so much traffic from that post. <laughs> It's a good post. Wow. So you went and like you kind of went back and visit, reconnect with your roots and then just like heads over heel with stationery. Because I think stationery was really booming around that time in Taiwan first, like before it really got to a lot of them got imported eventually. But like back then, I felt like Taiwan was the only place to get affordable and quality stationery from both Japan and like Taiwan made items (laughs) yeah for sure Um, the few times we went back to Taiwan my whole family went back to Taiwan uh, like every time it's just like can I have like one pencil can I have sticker (laughs) Um, yeah but your blog was that travel blog Um, I went to visit a few of the shops that I could make to and it was just like wow it's going to candy shop like everyone says it's like candy shop makes you so happy um and that was around the time that i uh, got hired into bangkuhin and you were like i i want to be part of this experience that i've been to in taiwan like was bangkuhin was already kind of already has that vibe then right like when when they started that kind of like delicate like thought they put into the whole shop presentation really aligning with the japanese stationery stores i, yeah. I actually have still not been <laughs> i haven't been to la <laughs> before but it's always been on my bucket list maybe maybe yeah. this year <laughs> it's a little hard to get to because of the strange opening hours that's true but, right because um, of the pandemic right now yeah and uh but yeah when i got to bangkuhin i was like okay i, I should familiarize myself that's why I made the trip to Taiwan and I also went to Japan on that same trip and then it was just I think it was just like 
you know, brave new world, and you're like, I want everything. I oh, want really? Everything. So your first trip to Japan was around that time too, or yeah? You, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, my my wife came with me, and、uh, she was she's not a stationary person. So oh, okay. I feel okay. bad、so、for her. So she's the one who stands outside the stores and wait for us to finish. I know. <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad for her. <laughs> it's so different. Like it's. The lifestyle, the whole analog culture, is so ingrained in the Japanese way of life. So when I was in Japan, I felt like so many things are all collectible, and I can put it into my like hobonichi and like every like it's not just going to the stationery store, but like going to a cafe or visiting this museum. Like so many things are ephemera, <laughs> and then. Treasurable that I can keep and not just like experience in that moment, but also I can like dedicate it to a page in my journal. Did you did you had the Traverse notebook then, like when you went on that trip? Oh my gosh!、Um, yes, I was new to it, so I did have my traveler's notebook, and I did have like a collage of that trip, like collage insert just for that trip. And I I love what you said about like everything is so collectible. Because I find that Asia is not just analog, but it's visual.、Mm. Because you know, characters de- derive from pictures, like pictograms and such.、Yeah. And like media in Asia, I guess like most of Asia, all of Asia is very like logo based, picture based. So that's why like it's fun to see all these like different designs, and you just want to keep all of them because they are works of art, and you're like. It's just very different from North America, where we're very written based. Right.、Um, yeah, visual media is just like amazing in Asia, and I think that's why like stationery is just so beautiful there. Like people have that innate、um, sense for visual comfort and aesthetics.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually makes so much sense. Like here, brands are mostly like their names, right? Their names <laughs> are the brands. LV. <laughs> And then they like it's just like the the images of the name in like different typography, right? Like yeah. But in Asia, you get more of the logos and the icons and all that、yeah. stuff. That's so true. Wow. And um, I read on the BK blog that after you start working there for a while, um, they even like sent you to Superior Labor to train. Like I am so curious what that's like because that's another <laughs> place I wanted to go. <laughs> Sure. So just a little context. So let me explain to the listeners. So Ame used to work for Bangkuhen for their Yours Truly service, which is a thing where you can customize your covers for Traverse Notebook. Am I correct? Like adding grommets, like stamping, and like adding pockets and all that stuff. And I read from Makako's blog that. You know, they they sent you kind of like a dis- <laughs> kind of correspondent, <laughs> like straight to the mountains, you know, out <laughs> no middle of nowhere to this craftsmanship place, which is Nap Village Superior Labor's like headquarters, essentially. And like, how do you? I feel like it's like a monk, you know, sent to train <laughs> in the, like the waterfalls. <laughs> Was it like that? <laughs> um. Yes. So. That's、um, the trips to Superior Labor are like probably like some of the best parts of my life, and I I'm so so grateful for them to invite me over.、Uh, I did、uh, so it was a week of training, 
each time. I went twice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The first time was he invited me when we had the first customization workshop. And he was like, Ami-chan, when are you coming? And I was like, I just met you yesterday. <laughs> Kawai-san was, uh, is the owner who invited me. And I was like, um, sure, I'll, I'll come. Like, can I go? <laughs> um, it's literally middle of nowhere. Like, middle of nowhere. Um at night, you hear nothing. I know it's they like, recently did the live camera, right? On their yes. new website. And then, like, at night, it's just pitch black. Like, the live stream. pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> pitch black. Um, so, my training was uh, kind of like a one-on-one with Yanai-san. He's a leather factory manager. And he also does some of the... Obviously, he does some of the work um, to produce leather products. Mm-hmm. And I spent... A whole week, like nine to six, just cutting leather, and he's instructing me very precisely, like this is how you feel, and this is how the cuts should come out. If you put your hand like this, it changes the angle of the leather. It's like, oh, actually, so my background, I have a sewing background, because <clears throat> when we immigrated to Canada, my parents opened a manufacturer. And my mom is like a really good seamstress. So I do have some background in handiwork. Mm -hmm. Um, So when he saw me in LA, he was like, oh, she could be interesting to train. I don't know what he's thinking, but... (laughs) That's so cool. He's like picking his apprentice or something like that. Oh my God, that sounds so... This sounds like an anime story backline. It is, it is. (laughs) Uh, So a whole week of just like cutting leather, learning how to use this. Um, special hand foot sewing machine it's the vintage ones where you have to you don't have an engine Mm -hmm. you have to like hand crank the machine to make it go make stitches it was um really intense but it's an amazing experience and i just personally really love really well-made things because Mm -hmm. my mom as a seamstress always told me well taught me you know, like, oh, look at this clothing. Like, the stitches are great. Or like, oh, look at this cut. They did it so beautifully. So when I saw Superior Labor items, for me, it was like, there was like a sound effect, like, ah, like, <laughs> this is perfection. <laughs> You're kind of at the core of like the craftsmanship spirit. Yes. I, I was I was wondering, did you speak Japanese at the time? Like how, <laughs> like, how was it? Like, did you have to just like hand gesture everything? Or like, did you can partially understand them and they can partially understand you. It's funny because when he invited me, I was like, Kawai-san, I don't speak Japanese. He's like, Ame-chan, don't worry. We use the force. <laughs> he was like, this Star Wars references. <laughs> um, so I, I don't speak a lick of Japanese at that time. Um, they, they actually, I honestly think their English is pretty good. Um, and uh, actually, Yanai-san and I have a good... I feel like we have a good understanding of what we mean. Mm-hmm. So we have that, at least. <laughs> but we I, didn't speak Japanese at I all. I love how this anime is going. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was kind of, I guess, miraculous 
that I made it through a week and learned that much. Um, I, I think about it sometimes and I, I think that people who love good craftsmanship really can speak from the heart and from their works. It's not just, you know, it's not just using language and stuff. There's another deeper emotional language. Like, and it's the same for like stationery, um, how we express ourselves through things that we make. Mm -hmm. No, that's absolutely true. Like, we say this a lot. Like, we've we come to this. I came to the states, and then a lot of us come out of our shell, and then like found people who like stationery, and it's like, you speak my language, right? Like, you know, <laughs> there's so much distance between all of us, and then at the same time. We can feel that same joy, feel that same connection through like a mere piece of memo note <laughs> designed by Furukawa Shiko, like the cute cats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just that's exactly how you described it, and I feel like that's such a cool experience. And did you think like it elevated in your mind, like what you think you can do with your art hobby? Because you, know, I know this year you like left BK and then like is gonna concentrate on making art your Your career, right? Like, do you think that plays a part in that, or have you already like made up your mind when you when you started drawing? <laughs> um, no, I think because my working for my parents, it's a like industrial manufacturer, so it's production work. It's about like pumping things out,、mm -hmm. and then actually going to、um, the superior labor to train it. It's also like when I went to Japan the first time, it opened like another window or like perspective for me. <laughs> I have such a hard time describing this, but the yeah, it's realizing the stark difference between production work and intention between behind craftsman work.、Uh, the way. I saw them handle materials was completely different from what I'm used to. Like I'll just be like, I gotta get this done. But they're like, how can I work on this material to bring out the best of it? And for me, it was kind of like it really shook me, like inside. Like I remember, like just seeing certain moments, and I still remember it in my head, like watching their hands move and. Oh, it was just instilled into me the importance of craftsmanship, and not in just like art, but also dedicating your your life to be better. Like, how can you just tweak a little bit, like tweak a little bit, or add a little effort to change how the quality of your life can be? You know, it's it's so hard to explain into words. But, I feel like I understand, you know, like to in today's world, a lot of our output is like calculated by quantity, right, or like、yeah. efficiency or like speed, but then that actually kind of like turns you around in a different perspective, and you're kind of like, you know, what had the thought? Maybe it needs to be there needs to be time for thought to be put into creating that output. There needs to be time to like really finesse the details. And I'm just like imagining, you know, today illustrators or graphic designers, like the, the the what do you call it the the customer, right? Like the clients, like 
change this and like I need this by Friday and then it's like it's kind of like a snap snap like you think it's as easy as doing one tweak but then on the other side it's like I spend a lot of time coming up with the this detail and then it's just it's not as easily transactional as like an excel sheet or like a calculation so this this had really like I feel like being exposed to the Japanese stationary world the Japanese analog world had made me felt much more appreciation for art in, in as opposed to like being in these current days I guess the culture <laughs> of like productivity efficiency you know how much money can you earn from creating this copy or whatever like it had made me feel like I can appreciate my my creative work too even though I don't do like art full-time but in my own personal like marketing <laughs> output at work I still feel like I, I wanted to maintain that same same intention so yeah definitely and I think that's what's beautiful about these like smaller stationary companies that still exist in Taiwan and Japan. I, I'm not familiar with the other countries, so mm-hmm. I'll just speak for Taiwan Japan. It, exactly. <laughs> I can only speak for like Taiwan, like a little bit of Japan. But. Yeah, these small companies that like still do letterpress or still like put into a lot of like thought into their design, like I feel is so, is you're not only buying stationery, but you're buying art and you're, kind of preserving, help preserving their craftsmanship. So although it's more expensive, you're really paying for like their the time. Attention. Right. Yeah, the time and attention uh to detail for these things. I, I totally agree. And that's why a lot of people ask, you know, like why is this like it's just a piece of letter, like speaking specifically <laughs> to Travis Notebook, right? It's mm. just a piece of letter, but the way that they created it, they crafted it, the the design behind each refill and like all that stuff. There's there's a lot of thought in the way they try to make it an experience for people to connect and like, you know, break out of the monotonous way of life. I think it's it's worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I think people um I think because I've worked in the manufacturer side before, I've seen how like production kind of rolls and like, I know, like, uh, the superior labor, I can talk about forever superior labor, but, like, <laughs> I think people don't understand that superior labor and a lot of these kind of, like, I want to say, quote-unquote, indie companies are mm-hmm. actually really small. Mm-hmm. Like, superior labor has less than 20 employees. Mm. And if you think about the output of, like, their products, yeah, it, I'm like, I feel so lucky to buy one of i know and there's just an appeal to the things they do right it's not like following trends or fashion it's just really functional and really modeled for how the end user is gonna use it like the bags i have from superior labor the pen pouches they they become supple over time and it's just like if it molds to my use and yeah. I, I really appreciate the thought they put into it. Like, no wonder my friend Esther just, like, fell in love with superior labor and they ended up recruiting and, like, poaching her as well to work I with them. So lucky. I know. Did you get to meet Esther when you were in Japan that time? or No, I didn't because I rarely spend time in Tokyo. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. just in the mountains. <laughs> Training. <laughs> yeah, I spend maybe, like, one or two days in Tokyo for shopping. Um, but Esther and I do talk online, so. 
I, I, I love the people we find in the community, you know? It's yes. just, like, we all appreciate good things and, like, understand the work that goes behind it. And then it just makes us, I guess, treasure things a little bit more as opposed to, you know, buying fast... I, I Like, you know how there's, like, fast fashion? I feel like in the stationery world, there's also, like, fast product <laughs> producting in Japanese stationery even a little bit but like mainly here like you go to michael's and you go to like the all those what's the other one i can't remember off the top joanne's joanne's and then like you know the stickers just like came out like so fast but anyway and then they kind of just sit there and then eventually ended up at the dollar shop which is just just kind of sad sometimes to see them there um Kind of going back to, I guess, the topic of stationery, I would love to ask about, like, your current, like, lineup. What are what journals are you using now? And, like, what notebooks are you using? And what are you using them for? Or even, like, do you use them for your sketching? Like, that that I'm curious <laughs> about, too. <laughs> okay, so my current lineup, I usually use... I always... I've been using Hobonichi for five years. So mm-hmm. that's, like, my journal. Um, sometimes I use Weeks for planning but currently I'm trying to go through all my notebooks like the blank notebooks I have accumulated mm-hmm. uh, so I use my traveler's notebook for planning yeah uh, and then I have like very like a lot of different notebooks just for like note-taking or like drafting even like learning Japanese now I'm learning Japanese <laughs> after I've gone <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it's mainly Hobonichi and Traveler's Notebook. Do, do you go through an insert really fast? Like do you collage or is it more like functional bullet journaling? Like what, what would you say you use it as? Or or some might say just, I just use it like a random notebook. You know, I take, <laughs> I take notes on one page, the next page is images, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So my system, I really rotate my Traveler's Notebook a lot. I usually use olive or brown and then the insides are always a jumble i'll always have a planner Mm -hmm. and right now i have a just a blank notebook so i can sketch ideas Uh, because i need to do note taking and certain times i have commission work that i have to keep track of and i don't really want to keep my commission work in my sketchbook that's why i use a traveler's insert uh, and then sometimes I use it as a wallet and sometimes it's just my wallet is separate. Uh, and then my Hobonichi is obviously just for journaling. Mm-hmm. Memory keeping, that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of recording and stationary playing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The playing part is important too. The, the collaging, like the use of excessive stickers in like random places. I, yeah. I love the Hobonichi challenge that you've been doing with the fountain pen inks. Like the the Sakura pen from the, what is that brand? The Sailor Ekre or something Kra- like Kriya? that. I, Kri- yeah, Kriya yeah, plus. plus one, the one with the Sakura painted on it. It's so beautiful. I have one too. And I love that you're kind of following along the Hobonichi challenge and drawing them just with fountain pen ink. Reminds me a little bit of, what, what is that? Ink, Inktober? <laughs> a little bit. Oh. But but you kind of do, do it perpetually, <laughs> which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, I really love the Hobonichi challenge. I think it was, I forgot which month, the flower month. That one I was like, yeah, I love drawing 
flowers, I'm gonna do that one. And actually during that time, I was kind of in a kind of creative flow. So I really wanted to apply myself onto this. Um, that's why I, I started it and then it turned out like really meditative for me in the morning. I don't do all the challenges, but I, I pick the ones I like. <laughs> it's really yes. fun for me. It's really it's like that months with the anime characters. Oh, I, I love it because it kind of like made me go back and look at all the, the animes and the mangas I read as a child, even though <laughs> I, I, I couldn't replicate it as well. But like, it, I, I love the homeboy challenges because it like breaks us out of our box, right? And like you said, yeah. if you feel like you're in like a, a slump, then kind of just drawing frivolous things yeah. is fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love following your Twitch streams too because you would like draw all these sea creatures and like do all these things. What's your handle again? Uh, like the one that no one really knows how to pronounce. Can you pronounce it for us as a, as a, as a person in the chat and sometimes streamer? <laughs> sure. Um, it's a handle that I use when my main handle is taken. Um, no. So it's Z-A-Q-I-Q-U-I. I L A E. Um, the full name is Zeta Achille. It's a star in the Aquila constellation. Um, it's the tail of the, the eagle. And for birds, you know, tails are like their rudder and it directs them where to go. That's mm-hmm. why I chose that. It's, it's like telling, reminding me to follow my heart and like just do the right thing. <laughs> And that, is, nice, that is so you know. pretty. I, I didn't expect this. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I so just that's pronounced it the quill. <laughs> yeah, people Achille. call me Zach. <laughs> yeah. Or Achille. So. Mm-hmm. But Z- Ame is Zeta, <laughs> Zeta Achille and Ame. That yeah. is so beautiful. <laughs> Even with this, you had intentions put behind the naming. Like now I felt like my... My penguin's creative is just like one dimensional. <laughs> like that's it. No, it's straightforward. <laughs> straightforward straight and one dimensional. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, so you said you like do art in the morning, right? Like a kind of like a meditative thing. Can you like kind of share like what is like a day in your life like? Like what what are your journaling practices? What are your art practices? Actually, I feel like I just left my job, so I'm it's still figuring out what my day is like but generally in, in the day I'll try to in the morning I have my quiet time because my partner's still asleep and puppy's still asleep so I do some meditating um, I definitely catch up a bit on my journal my mm-hmm. journal habit is journaling gratitude lists daily so I'll like daily write my gratitude list and then if I have time I'll journal but journaling part is more sporadic like mm. a cu- every couple of days I'll be like all right I'm gonna go back and you know write it in and then comes the fun part where I put stickers and washi yes. tape and stuff um yeah I find that doing the gratitude list really helps me to be grateful <laughs> what no, it's supposed it, to it, be it makes sense like a lot I think I was reading somewhere oh it's from Brené Brown about like the the thing about being feeling shame and like being vulnerable and they say the biggest thing to combat the feeling of self-worth or like not having self-worth is to feel great gratitude like feel grateful and then you will feel 
that like that immensely compensates the feeling of like not worthiness is gratefulness so I, I like I, I learned about I knew about gratitude journaling long ago like that's like pretty popular in like the bullet journaling or like the daily practices right but it wasn't until like these years that it really clicked and you know I, I, I like that you spent the morning thinking about gratitude <laughs> and writing about that well, that's really beautiful the quote you just mentioned I think uh, yeah like as like I know like creative people we're very sensitive about our work so doing gratitude lists and like meditation really helps me to it like reminds you as you physically write that oh there's people who want to talk to me there are people who are kind around me and it's it's like a real confidence boost for not yourself but also having hope in like the surrounding that you're in because you know we've gone through 2020 (laughs) oh my goodness 2020 Um, you've been fun (laughs) but i feel like there's really always something to be grateful for and i've like gone up and down in my moods like throughout my years and uh you know i'll be begrudgingly writing like i guess today i had nice weather or like today I could eat a piece of chocolate and then it kind of really expands from there. Like I'm grateful for the people who made this chocolate or I'm grateful that I can enjoy the sun. Yeah. I love it. Again, like goes going back to your thing about like the intention, like what the, the one step further from the thing that happened to us, the who, what, why, when, where behind it. I love it. Mm. That's amazing. Um, Favorite art supplies? I'm curious. Like, what's your favorite medium? Like, I know you do a lot of watercolor. Is that like the thing you do the most, or what? I, I'm curious about like brand tool, <laughs> everything. <laughs> okay, we're talking as as a, as a geek. I know you're a geek about art supply, so I want. So we're name I, dropping. I, yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, pen. My art supply, okay, this is art supply, not stationary supply. Art supply, for sure, Twisby Eco and Lamy Safari. Uh, Twisby Eco in EF and Stub, and Lamy mm. Safari in EF. Uh, inks for drawing, since I do a lot of watercolor, I'm very particular about which inks I use. And my favorite ones, my top three are Diatramentis Document Black for black. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sailor Seiboku for blue and Diatramentis Document Brown if I feel adventurous and want to have brown drawings. Like a sapia <laughs> look. <laughs> yes, it's a really good brown ink. I'm really picky. I've tried many and those three are like my go-tos. Nice. I, I, you know, people always do the platinum carbon ink. Yeah. I felt like it just like clogs me a little bit too much to feel like I, I could like really you. use Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> you understand? So, so the Diatramentis is great. Like I, I, I knew about that ink. I have like samples of it, but like I've, I've always had like a feeling like, oh, this, this is nice. It's <laughs> my, pla- my, my platinum carbon is just sitting on the shelf right now. I really use it. <laughs> I think I used it like one drop of it and I was like I'm going back to Diatramentis (laughs) (laughs) so that's yeah that's my pen and ink Um, I do watercolor a lot I used to draw digital only 
And then I started playing with watercolors, and it was terrible when I started. It looks muddy all the time, but over time I've gotten used to it.、Uh, my go-to's are Hobain, Hobain, and Daniel Smith. I really like. I actually really, really like Daniel Smith. Yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we talked about it during the stream. Like I, I was telling you how the headquarter, the flagship, is here,、yeah. and I actually got to go on one of their factory tours, which they actually <gasps> had been on hiatus of doing that. Like, and I think it was like 2018 or something, and and I just got to they they open it up, and I got to go and see how they like. Turned in, and、oh, how they、so、like、cool. how they pour it, the whole process, and like all the gems and minerals that goes into making the the genuine ones, and、oh, it's so it's、cool. it's amazing. And then the watercolor Saturdays, oh, watercolor socials. So going into a room, it's like a room, and then they give you these like shallow palettes, and then just tubs of DS paint. Organized by color, so a tub of like probably sixty tubes of all the yellows,、sixty、oh. tubes of all the reds, sixty <laughs> tubes of all the greens, and then you're not allowed to you know take it away or anything, but you just use like the shallow palettes and get you know squeeze some on your thing, and then everyone just sits around this like huge U U shaped like table setting, and then everyone just paints for like two hours, and it's it's the best. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I really want a lot of like art enthusiasts to come to Seattle and experience that with me if they if they open back up again. You know, I want to go.、Day. Okay, please invite me. <laughs> Let's do it soon. It's so cool. Yeah, so that's my watercolor and uh, paper wise, uh, I use travel log sketchbook,、um, but I'm also experimenting with different papers now since. Paper quality switches between companies and even between lots sometimes. So I'm、mm-hmm. I'm more open to play with paper as long as it takes ink and doesn't feather. I'm good.、Yeah. Oh, so like you don't have like a preference, like you know the say the Fabriano or like the Archie's Co-Press. Like have you have you had like you know liked any of them? Like for me, the Archie's seems to be like the watercolor fan favorite. But it felt so rough to me, like like you said, the ink feathers <laughs> on it and stuff. It's great for like straight on watercolor if you're doing landscaping and stuff. But for the kind of work that you do, which is really detailed drawings, do you go like hot press more or like cold press or just mixed media、um, style paper? So I select paper on the type of projects I'm working on,、uh, and yeah, basically for. I do love arches, but it, yeah, like you said, it's not great on a pen. It like catches between the tines, the fibers, clogs up. <laughs>、oh. um, so it depends on the project I'm on. So I like to have two or three different stocks at home, where I can pick and choose depending on the project. If it's watercolor, like heavy, then I'll use arches. If it's like nib work, which I also really enjoy,、um, I'll use like a. It's called fluid. Um, paper, it's like smooth enough and takes watercolor enough. And I have my sketchbook, obviously, that needs to contain like ink and watercolor, but、mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like highest quality of watercolor because it's just for sketching. How many sketchbooks do you go through a year? I'm always 
um if i'm good i'll go through two a year um yeah if i'm good it's two a year at least at least one at least (laughs) i feel like a bad like artist because i like still am using the same one from like two to three years ago (laughs) i i love the idea of a filled sketchbook but i always just end up grabbing loose sheets so i i have like this deck of like loose sheet drawings or paintings (laughs) and I I really want to like bind them all together but sometimes based on my mood they're like big or like small so it's so confusing but you know I I love when people share their sketchbooks and maybe you should do a flip through next time oh yeah I plan on yeah I plan on doing a a few I have so many sketchbook filled it's one shelf like of just filled sketchbooks Uh, people can just like pick one and then we'll do a flip through (laughs) That would be so cool. And I think it really like also demonstrate the whole thing, you know, about being good at art. Like I still wouldn't call myself being good at art today, but like I feel like mediocre in art, but the 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 way to get there is just do it, right? Like a lot. Like do it daily. Like paint over a few years, you'll see graduate changes in your own style, right? Like what what would you recommend to a person who wants to maybe let's like pick a specific one, which is like kind of your line work thing. Like what, what did you start it out doing when you, when you want to approach this kind of detailed art style, like what resources or maybe like what kind of things motivates you to keep doing that? <laughs> okay. Firstly, I followed you for so many years and you've improved like so much. Especially... I know. I'm so proud of myself. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I thought I was good back in 2017 when I started doing urban sketching. And then these, these years today, like I was like, oh, back then I still wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> you got so good, like compared to when I started following you till like now, like because I saw you like draw more and more and I'm like, oh, the shapes are more defined. The colors are more like uh, not accurate but like the colors are well chosen yeah i know yeah yeah so <laughs> congrats <laughs> I, I i that's why i tell people like i don't start out doing this way like you should see my doodles in 2014 in my first hobonichi like that's the kind of art i do then and then it wasn't until 2017 that i really got more into it for you was it like that too <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure um i don't think I know a lot of people are like, oh, you draw so good. I'm like, I draw so much, like, uh, so much that, like, my parents are just so tired and sick of it. Um, So it's really, I know it's cliche and no one wants to hear this, but it's just keep drawing, like, doing what you like. Um, So resources, I think it's picking a tool that you're interested in and just go ham on it. Just go all out. Like, draw your favorite things 20 times a day. Um, if you want to learn, like, how to do, like, pen drawing, it's a lot of repetitive circles and lines. Basically, getting your muscle memories used to drawing with pen. And just being... And then you'll grow confident about the things that you draw. Because now I don't, I don't use pencil, really anymore at all you just go straight in with the ink right yeah Yeah. so people are like how do you do that i'm like it's just same as pencil like you can also 
make bad drawings with pencil, the only cushion is that you can erase it, right? But what if you can't erase it? You just have to start over again. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really, I think, keeping um, that childlike wonder about art and not being shameful or not having too much expectations from yourself. You know Mark Taro Holmes, the urban sketcher? He's in in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh A while ago, was it him? He was like, you don't have to be accurate about like urban sketching. Because if you want to be accurate, you're going to lay out like lines, spend hours like standing there. But it's, you have to choose being accurate and also representing what you feel in that moment. Because urban sketching, you're standing there and translating what you're seeing onto paper. Mm-hmm. But how you see the world is unique to you. And exactly. it's like, you don't have to be accurate about it. Use, using It's using drawing and art as a visual communication. So it's it's like, don't be too hard on yourself. It's like learning a new language. Absolutely. I, I'm now reminded of Avaro Castanet. I know it's so yeah. ironic to take like a world craft watercolor painter <laughs> and then like taking his advice and like sharing it to beginners. But he says he paint feelings like, you know, even though it took him years and years to get to the point where his painting really creates atmosphere. But he, as he was demoing to me at the Daniel <laughs> flagship, lucky enough to be there for free, he was saying like, you know, when he choose choose color, when he like do his brush strokes, they're not like there's no A B C correct way to do it. It's just based on how he feels at the time, and it doesn't have to look exactly like the image. Because if you look at his painting, it's just very like, you know, the Paris, you know, like walkway, the very European like thing <laughs> with like the, the darkness and the light and like that red light that blinks through the dark parts. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's just like, I just want to feel like I'm there or like I want to convey this warm or like this romantic feeling. And, you know, you for, for us who, or not at his level to like execute it to that point. I think starting with urban sketching and just kind of like, at least you did it, right? Like at least you were in that moment and you attempted to capture that beautiful green from the tree you saw. And I think that experience in all itself is already like worth so much. And the point is you just have to keep doing it. like once a week I, I would I always say like start once a week you know once a week is not hard at all or maybe even once every two weeks and then eventually you'll see yourself if you compare it side by side right like the paintings yeah. will grow as you grow there's there's no immediate like next day learn how to draw <laughs> <laughs> we wish I know right <laughs> what do you mean those YouTube ads are fake <laughs> it's all fake like what is that like <laughs> that, what is that one that like I think Skillshare and like learn uh, to draw in 40 learn. hours <laughs> I know like no <laughs> they just teach you the fundamentals but like if you don't keep it up you still wouldn't be able to retain because it's just like how we learn as a child right like languages math science yeah. just takes years <laughs> yeah for sure I think one of my main goals as like a artist is um, really to like be able to communicate and my personal like biggest goal is to be able to draw as well as I write 
like being able to communicate through images versus words, not versus, but just as well as for words is important to me. Um, I really love using drawing and illustration as like a means to release my own emotions. So it's really therapeutic for me. And it makes me really happy when people can feel good as well when they see my art. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful when people comment or even, you know, like a little like. I'm like, thank you so much. Thanks for looking. <laughs> I know, I know. That must be what artists feel, you know. They have all these pent-up, like, kind of feelings. They want to, like, throw it out there. But then, like, people will judge or, like, put a label. Like, is it good? Is it not good? But then... I don't know. I feel like the process of being able to do that itself is already very rewarding. So for me, that's 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 art. But and for you, I love that your it's like your goal, your purpose in life. Is... <laughs> yeah, I definitely also enjoy the process because um, I'll I'll forget like what the product is. I was like, oh, I drew that. Like even the <laughs> Hobonichi challenges is for me. It's it was a different process because I did straight ink. I'll just mm-hmm. pull up references and then look at, like, pick a few references I like and then just draw straight onto my Hobonichi. And it was just learning how to be mindful about how I lay the lines and the composition. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a kind of byproduct of, like, the process. I love it. <laughs> I, I really, really admire people in the community that really spends time and dedicate time to creating works of art, whether it's drawing or like washi collaging or like even paper collaging. You know how like Job and like James, they all have their very like vibrant, everything so layer pretty. over each other's style. <laughs> and again, like I, lo- I love talking to you about your journey because it kind of just reminds me that you know it takes time and like we don't get there in one day but you have to love the process to to even start so i think it's it's a great thing we should all be reminded of (laughs) (laughs) it's a great exercise you know like if you don't have time to meditate at least be a hundred percent mindful of like your stationery and play with them like giving yourself time to be in that moment yeah i know i i couldn't do i can't sit and like meditate for over like 10 minutes but i can (laughs) sit down with my journal and write for like 30 minutes and i kind of just consider okay then maybe that's a different form (laughs) of of meditation for me for sure and i would like just like look like with fountain pens especially you just look I don't even know what I'm writing, but I'm just admiring the the flow of the ink and the sheen and like the shading that happens on like TRP. Oh, how it dries. uh, (laughs) And how it dries. So sometimes for me, it was just that like really like in the moment, I'm just appreciating the ink and like writing and just doing things. It's it's the best. I love I love stationery and I love art and I really? feel like <laughs> this community is really what's giving me purpose and I again so appreciative that I can talk to you today. And I guess to wrap up the episode, I would love to, you know, ask you like 
what's your next step? I'm so curious. What are you excited <laughs> about for 2021 or 2022? And you know, it doesn't have to be big goals or whatever, even stationary or art. Like, what, are, <laughs> what are you excited about? <laughs> A few things. I'm really excited about working on some collabs coming up for stationary because you know I run my own Etsy, so、nice. I'm looking forward to produce some more washi tapes. And also collaborate with other artists.、Um, in terms of planner, because it's almost planner season, I'm really excited to hopefully get take a note planner for、uh, 2021. <laughs> yes, they they already released some news on their Facebook page that they are gonna make it or something like that. So <laughs> let's just hope they can get the stock right, like the 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 myth. The myth of the dying Tomoe River paper. <laughs> Thanks, Cy. <laughs> I know tagging, calling out Cy here, but I, I feel like this year is gonna be very intense with all the the circulation of rumors of like what are all these companies gonna do that used to use TRP, and so you know, take a note is like a great system where it kind of like combines the functionality of like one day one page with like. A, little, a more limited space with actually productivity and like, I guess organizing workflow and like tracking things. I I kind of missed it because I didn't use it this year, but maybe yeah, you're next using、year. thinking of you, right? I'm using thinking of you this、yeah. year for more of like a fun collage playground, like the one where I just. Have fun with my stationery. Meditate. Meditate <laughs> while putting down stickers after stickers. <laughs> hey, fussy cutting is a is a also a very like mindful thing to do. <laughs> I can already imagine so many people laughing because fussy cutting has definitely been the the trend this year with all the tapes, right? All the PET tapes that came out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway. Thank you again so much for coming onto the podcast. For people who wants to follow Amaru's work, you can find her on Instagram at a m e r u u amaru, and then also on Twitch、um, as Zetes Aquiles, which is D a q u i l a e. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll put in the show notes. Yeah, guys sorry can, guys. <laughs> can confirm over there. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to see what stationery you created.、And、Thank you. you know, definitely wants to get my hands on them. I already see so many people unboxed your work on their Twitch streams, <laughs> and I'm just like, I、oh. I need to I need to get on that. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's where we all hang out right now. By the way, join the Station Cafe Discord.、Yeah. Hit me up on DM if you're interested. Anyway, this is the Station Cafe podcast. You can find us on Instagram as the Station Cafe. We have a website, thestationcafe.com, and you can also support us on Patreon right now, where my co-host Kelly and I do some extra fun stationery-related content. As as always, I appreciate you being here, and our, for listeners, we look forward to bringing you another fun story and conversation next time. Bye, Amy. Bye. Thank you.